This episode contains references to a suicide attempt. Listener discretion is advised. And um, she was like, like, we're all crazy in here. Like, it's just how you handle it. We're going to go out on the field. We're going to score as many goals as we can. We're going to have fun. Oh, Becky, oh, well placed. You know that kid who shows up for a sports tryout and you're just like, oh no, this, this is not going to be it. He's uncoordinated, slow to pick things up, unsure of what to do or where to go. Yeah, Sean Riggins wasn't that kid. I mean, I was pretty good from the start, really. Uh, I can, I always recall my very first touchdown. I watched a lot of NFL games, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, because that was my area's team. Uh, and so I seen a lot of Chad Johnson, who was a very flamboyant player, uh, showboated, taunted a lot. And so I got a penalty on my very first touchdown because I was like celebrating and everything. Sean was naturally gifted at football. And though he excelled growing up, he actually never really saw it as the sport he'd choose in the long term, the sport he'd try to get a scholarship in college for. That sport, the sport he really loved and was also naturally gifted at, was basketball. But football chose him. And then junior year, I, uh, I started picking up a lot of offers in football. Um, not so many in basketball. And so I decided to play football at IU. The cornerback was recruited out of Hamilton, Ohio to play at the University of Indiana. It's kind of weird. So like I always think of football as it got me an education. Uh, it, it wasn't something that I, that I loved. Um, like I loved the environment of it, uh, but I didn't, I didn't love the game. And so I feel like I loved basketball and I was passionate in basketball. Like I still coach it to this day. Um, yeah, like just like the the passion and the love for it uh, wasn't there like it should have been. And I feel like, you know, that separated me from being like a very elite player, being able to make it to, you know, uh, the professional stage uh, compared to, you know, like just a, a really good college football player. Sure, football didn't keep him up at night dreaming and giddy about playing in a Super Bowl one day, but it was a thing he was talented at, a thing that brought him opportunities. Ashan's time at Indiana started off strong. He was getting decent minutes on the field. Later that year, he was named a BTN.com All-Freshman Honorable Mention. But Ashan so often didn't feel good in a deep, unshakable kind of way. He often felt alone and just kind of there as his team celebrated wins and life happened in front of him. He later described it to the Indy Star as feeling like he was just a, quote, empty body. It didn't help that football required him to be in one solely focused place a lot. You know, being in athletics, like you're kind of isolated to the stadium, really, like you do your homework at the stadium, tutoring at the stadium, you meet with advisors at the stadium. 
you eat at the stadium. Like you're not going, I didn't really go to other food dining halls and things like that around campus often. And, um, and so it was just like a, a different experience. At that point though, Ashan didn't have the language to know what really lay at the core of all his feelings. You know, I never understood what mental health was until I was dealing with it um, in college, actually. And so, uh, and it just kind of, you know, in minority communities, we don't talk about it. Uh, we don't talk about uh, what it means to feel sad and to have emotions. And then especially being uh, young black males, you know, is, is very rarely talked about. And my relationship with my father was a lot of uh, sports related. Um, and so it was, you know, we're going to go work out or, you know, I need to change this type of technique or something like that in the game that I'm playing. And so um, it was never really any emotional uh, conversations happening. And so, um, you know, I, I grew this, uh, I guess, this bad habit of just bottling my feelings in. And, yeah, it took, uh, you know, me to really go through something challenging, uh to really understand what mental health was. Symptoms of anxiety and depression started to weigh on him during that first semester away from home under the hot, bright lights of Big Ten football. Then, towards the end of his freshman season, he got his first college concussion. Uh, I had like a couple in high school, but I got my first one in college, like the very last practice uh, in the very last play of that practice before we went to our bowl game. Um, and I was a starter. I had started eight out of the 12 games in a regular season. Ashan was doing all he possibly could to lock it down, drown out the pain to keep being successful on the football field. But it didn't matter. Life didn't care about throwing an agonizing challenge his way during this already difficult time. Something within him shifted, and he felt compelled to finally reach out to someone. That someone was then Indiana sports psychologist Chelsea Day. I reached out to her during that time. Ashan met with her once. I'd never met with her after that. So he kept operating the way he always had, into the spring and the next season. More and more, football came to be a factor in his mental health. But its impact on his struggles wasn't black and white. It definitely took things, like, it gave me the space to not feel anything, not think about anything. Uh, but away from the field, I was thinking about how I can become a starter, how I can stay a starter. Um, and when that wasn't working out, it just kind of added up, you know, it, the anxiety just started adding up. I started isolating myself, uh, really getting into this like dark mode of just trying to be, you know, a really good football player and someone that is uh, seen as an elite guy on the field. And it kind of really like took over uh, my life and, I didn't, I didn't realize what was going on at the time until it was pretty much too late. Pretty much too late came on September 25th, 2018. It was a Tuesday. Ashan went back to his apartment. 
and drank bleach with the intent of ending his life. I um, was hospitalized for three days. Um, like it was that Tuesday I went in, got out Friday morning. We were playing Rutgers at away at Rutgers in New Jersey. So had to travel there Friday morning. And so I really wanted to like get to the game. Um, like that was my whole mentality, like from the beginning of the situation to like the, I think probably the next day or the next night, um, it was, you know, I got to get out of here to get back on the field. And during my time at the hospital, I uh, had met a girl that had been in there like longer than I had been. And, you know, she had knew my situation. Knew I was on the team and was just like realizing that I was kind of isolating myself even more um, and not going to like the like group events and um, just kind of been uh, showing people that, you know, I'm able to function with other people and, you know, be normal or whatever you want to call it, normal with quotations around it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she she told me, like, you know, you got to go to these events if you want to, like, get out of here. And um, she was like, like, we're all crazy in here. Like, it's just how you handle it. And from there on, I kind of like, oh, no, like I always say that it was a blessing to hear that because for her to have that strength to tell me that um, and she had been in there, you know, longer than I have, it showed a lot. It put a lot into perspective for me. Um, and. And I was able to pick myself up from those encouraging words and really like flip my mentality around or just kind of participate in with with everyone. And, um, you know, I was speaking with my psychologist at the time and I told her, like, I don't want this to happen to anyone else, uh, you know, around me. And as long as I'm, you know, able to do so. I want to try to provide some type of support for my teammates and other athletes um, at our school. And that's when I came up with the idea to start um, an event called Real Spill, uh, Real Stories, Real People. And it was just an open space for uh, my teammates and other uh, male athletes to come and, and you know, just kind of let loose, talk about, you know, daily struggles, daily ac uh, accomplishments or just anything that they've kind of been battling with or have overcome, you know, throughout their lifetime that they don't typically get to talk about. And then, um, you know, I'll provide them with some uh, psychoeducation about how to cope with anxiety and depression. And then we would really end on like a high note um, talking about, you know, our favorite childhood cartoon, favorite movie, highlight of the week, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, and, my psychologist helped me out with the psychoeducation part and you know, I kind of like did the rest of it. Real Spill Real Stories showed him that there was not just a huge need for this kind of community and conversation, but also a huge desire. The project though had to be temporarily tabled as Ashan stepped into a whole new, terrifyingly beautiful and intense commitment as a dad. They didn't know it then, but his fiance was pregnant with his daughter when he was hospitalized for his suicide attempt. When my, my mom came and visited me in the hospital and um, 
she was saying, you know, God didn't let you leave because he has something better for you coming. And it was just so surreal to me to see that, like, you know, what my mom said was like right this whole time. And um, it's just like been a blessing ever since uh, since then, because, you know, the perspective changed from not being about me, uh, which is where I was at. I was thinking about me or, man, I'm not good enough and, you know, nobody cares and. Um, you know, I'm all alone and it became more about my daughter, about my more about my fiance and, you know, what we have to do to, you know, keep a strong family and raise raise our daughter to be, you know, a well-rounded girl. And so, yeah, it was just like, you know, very surreal. And um, like I said, like a blessing to just see that, uh, you know, that was, you know, true for what my mom said. Shortly after the birth of Sage Justice, Ashan suited up for his last season as a competitive athlete. Going into that senior season, it was all about just having fun for me. Um, at that point of time, I had realized that football wasn't, you know, my passion. Uh, but in a Back in my head, I still had the mentality of, you know, I still, if I have the opportunity to go to the next level, I'm going to go to the next level. I knew I wasn't going to go to the next level, um, but I took all that pressure off of me and just decided to have fun my senior year, uh, which was so much better than, you know, previous years with all that pressure of, you know, being the best I can be. Uh, it was more so about being the best I can be for my teammates. Um, and not that I wasn't doing that in previous years, but the focus was more so like, let me be the best teammate I can be. Let me make sure, you know, my my teammates are getting better. Um, and so just kind of like having fun knowing that, you know, this was my last season. At around about the week five mark of that last season, he suffered a concussion, his final football concussion. And we were going to Michigan State and I got a, a in practice, I had a non-contact concussion. He knew and he told everybody that if he got one more, he would probably never put on pads again. And so everybody knew that, like, you know, it was over for me from then on. And at that time, you know, I had not had any backup plan. I always felt like, you know, just being an athlete would help me out. And when I realized that, like, that's not the case, um, you know, I kind of – it was that SpongeBob meme with Mr. Krabs with the, like <laughs> – it was, like, one of those, like, what am I going to do? And um, I was just looking for jobs around uh, campus, and I was just like, you know, I might as well uh, – go get my master's and um I feel like what really led me to that was the impact that my psychologist had uh on on my life because after my suicide attempt I had been meeting with Dr. Day like regularly maybe I think it was like two times a week and if not it was like every week I was meeting with her and so um I really wanted to impact student athletes lives like uh she impacted mine and so no, I consulted with her about uh, like sports psychology and different programs. And 
I applied to IU's mental health and counseling education program. In 2020, Ashan began his official journey towards becoming a psychologist. Yeah, here I am now, I'm, uh, a practicing counselor, and um, you know, I start seeing clients next week again for the fall. And um, I'm not working with student athletes, uh, you know, in a counseling setting, but I do coach uh, travel basketball in the summer, and I, I do a lot of um, like team bonding. Uh, they don't know it's like group therapy, like activities, but I do it uh, with them. He's made himself available as a resource to those around him, spreading his message and modeling the idea that it is okay, it is healthy to talk about emotions. I do talk with a lot of uh, young black men from my neighborhood and just kind of peers from my neighborhood that, uh, you know, it's just looking for some type of guidance. And so I go home and, you know, speak to my high school team a lot and uh, always open to like giving my number out to those players and things like that um, to reach out to me. And a lot of people do, you know, I just kind of talk with them and, you know, help them out with different situations. You know, even the kids on my, on my basketball team reach out to me when they're uh, going through challenging times or may have a friend that's going through challenging times and, you know, they want to be uh, a support system to their friends. So um, I do a bunch of that as well. Down the line, Ashan hopes to start a foundation. The, the plan with that is to uh, have like an alumni basketball event at my, at my high school. Uh, we don't have anything like that. Um, and my hometown is kind of like racially divided by a river. And so on the west side of town, it's the white community. On the east side of town, it's the black community. And even between the black community and the Latin community, there's train tracks that separate our communities. And so um, this event would be something to not only raise mental health awareness, but to bring my communities together. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to school on the west side of town while living on the east side. And I had friends that was in the Latin community. And so that I'm still best of friends with today. And so, um, you know, I got a little bit of all worlds. And, uh, you know, my whole goal of this is to, like I said, not only, you know, raise mental health awareness, but bring my communities together and then raise money uh, for a underrepresented uh, low income student. Um, and right now I'm on the fence of make of if I want them to be student athletes or just a student who's, you know, overcome some really hard obstacles and have turned it around for um, their own benefit or for their family's benefit. And so um, still kind of on the fence about that. But the plan is to make a scholarship out of that and um, reward that reward that person with it uh i'll probably pick five uh people to kind of choose from have them write like essays of a really hard obstacle that they've overcome and how they flipped that around to uh for the betterment of you know their situation and uh kind of choose from there and be their mentor for their first two years of college um after that kind of go back, uh, have that event again. So like biannually have that, e have that event and, uh, you know, keep mentoring these people. And hopefully um, I get it to the point where I can hire other people to become mentors and, 
then I can like get it to be an annual event instead of like biannually. Pulling together his experiences, training and strengths in positive and powerful ways, Ashan is building a legacy. A legacy that he can one day pass down to his growing family. Next month, Ashan will welcome a baby boy, Ashan Jr. A son who he will absolutely not pressure into playing football. At the end of the day, like, it's going to be his choice. You know, if he wants to go, um, you know, play contact football, I'll definitely, uh, you know, educate him on everything about it and, you know, leave the choice up to him and, you know, talk to, you know, my fiance about it and, you know, go from there. Whether he ends up becoming a touchdown celebrating football star or a writer or a robotics whiz or whatever, you can bet that Ashawn Jr. will have a whole backpack of tools for dealing with mental health. Thank you to Ashawn Riggins for coming onto the podcast and thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.